Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hold on, I've been called away. Oh, we'll, we'll start again in a second. Get take take four. Hold on. Yeah, no welcome worries. to your weekly fast and drone podcast. Let's drone out. How how good is your curry kitten impression? Uh, I I really lack the hair required. I mean, if if I had a selection of wigs, I could probably go for it. Um, uh, well, I'll give it a go. Hello, and you're listening to Let's Throw Now. Welcome back. Uh, tonight, we're joined by everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello! Uh, and uh, everyone's favourite moustache, Stephen. Hello. And I'm Bright Till I Fly. Hello, and welcome to the show. Here we are, another week. Start again, I'm back. Everyone's favourite has returned. That was Never an unscheduled radiator delivery. I apologise for that. <laughs> These things happen. Uh, we'd like to thank all our patrons, without whom such professionalism and adherence to duty would be not possible. Yeah, I know. This, it's, it's so thank amazing. You, You're amazing. So are you here? Here's just a few of them to mention them. Like Chris N, Richard, Alexander, Mark. Thank you, guys. Andrew Lawrence. Um, Sorry, I will try and get to Race Castle. I said I'd do it last week, and I completely just forgot. And I was, I was hoping that. that would be in your news, your little adventure. Yeah, I completely got sidetracked by being sent a board to experiment with, and then the board not working, and me just getting furious at Whoops for a couple of days, and ending up in a really foul mood. And then I went and bought some happy model stuff that works much better than an alternate vendor who we shall not name. Um, and, and I've since recreated my Mobula Mob Lite 7 with ELRS and the 400 milliwatt ludicrous VTX, which is only using a tiny little bit of bent wire, which is kind of a waste of 400 milliwatt. But yeah, it, it flies really nice now. You can go around the house without fail safing, which is nice. I used to get to the bottom of the stairs and have to like clench in case I fail safe. Um, yeah, that's a thing of the past now, thank God. I don't know about you guys, though. Maybe you're using um, something HD there, Stephen. That I used to get a pretty clean video signal in the house. And since COVID times, and there just seems to be a lot more interference around. So we can solve the control signal finally by getting rid of the horrible SBI D8 type receivers and going to ELRS. But the video signal to me still seems a bit nasty. Yeah, this is uh, still an analog guy. This is like yes. a 19 gram whoop. So. There's no HD on there. I don't want like two minute forty flight times coming down with burning hot batteries. It's um, the only way to go with yeah, one S. 
I need 400 milliwatt, basically. The latest batch of Happy Model boards, they've got this one with the rubbish copper antenna. Uh, they've also got the X12, which is their, like, primo, slightly heavier board. This one's got plugs. I had to actually solder whoop motors onto the other one, which is like doing surgery on insects. Um, but, but this guy has got um, a 400 milliwatt VTX, takes 1 to 2S, um, and supposedly has 12 amp ESCs, although they're like 12 amp with ludicrously long dead time, so they don't work that well. Um, but yeah, it's got a proper dipole and 400 milliwatt, which means in yeah post-COVID land with everyone with their nice Wi-Fi boosters, I can actually fly out of this room two meters to the top of the stairs, down the stairs, and I can make a turn into the living room without losing video signal, which is actually not possible uh, on any transmitter that's less than 200 milliwatt, it seems, which is just bananas. There's a lot of RF interference around here too. I used to be able to go out here, fly downstairs, out the conservatory, round the side alley where there's a big brick wall and still be okay, but that's... That seems to be a thing of the past, but I do have power. some. I suppose I was normally using 25, but I do have some like 350, 200 milliwatt whoops now. Use them instead. I did find out I'm not getting far on 25, especially with these suboptimal enamel wire antennas. Yeah, they're not the best. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit... I thought I was more prepared than I was, but I have... I just want to get... I just want to get my video of... I, I went flying the weekend, Saturday. Oh. I went blue. Um, Where did my, you go flying? Is this proper outdoors flying, not just wood yeah. flying? Yeah, oh, outdoor. Was it at Hidden Valley? Yes, it was Hidden Valley. The the the, the happy place that uh, I reside in. And I'm just trying to... Did you learn any new moves while you're loading up the v, the DVR? Any new tricks? No. No, it, it was very much a, a sort of like de-rust. And I had, I had what I can only describe as, a, as an incident. And um, I'm hoping I've got it recording or recorded. A close not, call? Did, did the participants survive the incident? Did you fly backwards into a hill? No, it was kind of worse than that. I uh, was into a pond. You were eating stuck up a tree. Cow? No, so there's a there's a big, large, um, like shed within Hidden Valley, mm -hmm. and it looks like it didn't. Ah, oh, here we go. I have I have the flight. So this is this is me at Hidden Valley. I don't know whether it will be a bit of a slideshow. That's coming across no, fine, actually. Doing all right, fine to me. Well, you're running, what, like a 100S battery there? 414 volts? That's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the normal. Yeah, that's... Uh, How yeah, the that hell is... do you know when to land? <laughs> when it stands to like 50 volts. It's gone up to oh, 514 up. volts now. That's cool. Yeah, it's doing like a Tesla thing. Have you told it like the RSSI input is the battery input or something? This is the joy of using yep. KISS and Fettec. Fettec stuff just doesn't really seem to... Yeah. Sheep! Yeah. Look out the, for the sheep. I'm, I'm, I'm being an arsehole to the sheep, and it, 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 bites, it bites me on the arse, as, as you will soon see. 
So notice how I'm moving oh, quite funny. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, bang, bang, oh, bang. Clack, clack, clack. Disarm. I like the oh, way yeah. you're like, I'm in trouble here. What I should do is get my throttle and just go like this. So and I turn tur- turtle mode. And then I, all of a sudden, oh, into the all, wall, right yeah. into the wall. <laughs> so oh, that must been, have taken a while to clear up. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got I've got some treats for you. Would you Would you like individual photos? Or Show would us you the like, new sheep mutant that you have created. Uh, yeah, or would you like? It, this is so much so, you know, like you. I admit it, I crashed. I didn't fail safe. I crashed. As you can see on the video, I entered a big, large building of the shed. I crashed, and I got tied up with the wall. Now, hmm. I'm in the sort of, you know, LDO sort of, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will, 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 won't spare me, and the rippage will continue. Uh, would you like uh, the GIF they've... Uh, uh, magical pencils made a gif of of. I don't see how we could ever refuse. I think. Or, or, we just, or we you want, want to see it all? Individual photos. Okay. Uh, let's let's go go with the see the, the evidence of and the then we'll ask Okay, like so. Here is the gif. Holy! <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Is it alive? Yeah. Is it alive? Yeah. Become a sheep. Yep. Yeah. So hang on. We are going. We're going to go through. We're going to go through the pictures now. So, I can't believe how much wool you attach to just one quad. It's it's uh, it's quite. I was thinking I will have a bit stuck a in the motors. But for our audio listeners, Jack appears to have roughly half a sheep attached to his quad. Did you yeah, check there wasn't like internal organs? You haven't just killed a small sheep. I'm I'm yeah. a six foot dude, right? And I mistakenly you could wear that wait. as a wig and, and be in a heavy metal movie. It's. It's bigger than my hair, which for anyone who knows what I look like, that's quite a statement. And I mistakenly went into that shed without my glasses. As a, a curry would know, as a FPV wearer, you know, you you know, you go you you've got the goggles on and you have to put your glasses. Mm. And I went to rescue my quad because I thought, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be overheating, it's it's inside, it's covered in wool. So, this is like essentially Thelma and Scooby Doo. I've lost my Look glasses. Look at it. Just so around for it. Literally, all you can see is the GoPro and a battery. I see a battery. Maybe, maybe yeah. an antenna. There's a bit of an antenna there. Is that an old fat shark one? So, did it you is. shave your quad? It, it, did it, you, or did you find a shearer, an official it, man? It, it was like some clinkers. It was just. It was. I imagine you sitting down in the next pose with your quad, sort of tucked between your your thighs, and you're just going at it with the shears, just taking big chunks of wool off it. it or did took... you perhaps put it on a spinning wheel and and weave yourself a, a jumper, or something? Yeah, yeah. It, it had. I mean, it smelt like arsehole. There's no other way it, of dealing with it that. It does look like it's covered in <laughs> as well, apart from yeah. that wool. wool yeah. And bits of string. string. You really go for yeah. these scenarios, don't you? So multi so you It's your ideal day yeah. out. So you couldn't really pull the wool apart because it was tied up with the rope as well. So oh it was Lord. just literally bending the props out. And um, like you know how I've I've been saying for a while. You know I haven't 
you know, I haven't really sort of like felt right. By the way, that's the cute dog we were with. Look at oh. its little little demon little face. Yeah, it's we're going flying now. Get in. So, uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to make a uh, a funny um, meme of that, uh, well, that at is least you had a designated cute. driver. That's quite handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, like I was saying, you know, like with the with the FPV, I've, I've been really struggling with anxiety, and it, and I find it really really difficult when I'm prepping to go, uh, you know, to get there and fly. So as soon as I get to the field, usually back in the old days, it was really calm because it's like, hey, I'm really mm-hmm. excited. I'm going to get to fly. But it's the whole getting a battery out, strapping it on, you know, getting the goggles and sorting everything out. And I I, I likened it to um, like, you know, when you put on a T-shirt and it just doesn't fit right. And you go out and you make the mistake of going out with that ill-fitting shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I like, you know, kind of felt for for the for the longest time um, with uh, with with my flying, and I just kind of I couldn't put my finger on it. I just didn't feel right. And as as you'll as you'll see, I can uh, maybe now your won't. quad stinks of sheep. Do you feel like you've got that catharsis? Not yet. I'm going to show you some more sort of more crashes so that you guys can like you know uh, rip. You did look uh, like you were kind of really jumping around a bit, like. Yeah, a little, yeah. a little bit twitchy. Like you really wanted to push it in that that first yeah. clip, and it just don't see see the clue. I don't. I wonder if anyone Ooh, sort yeah. of notices. Like I could, I could really do with like the sort of like stick overlay. And I've got one more. I've got one more video. I can imagine from those movements that you're you're quite clenched because the movements are pretty exaggerated. It looks yeah. a bit jagged. It looks like oh, you went over, then you overcorrected back, and then you it went all a bit downhill. You're from like there. flying just angry. A spiral of doom. Yeah, it was. Hang on, let me pause this. One, one last one for you. And I just wondered if you, you know, like I, I agree with everything you're saying. Are you going to tell us it and, wasn't you? It was the dog all along. Like, is, yeah, is yeah, that stick? is. Well, well, he was driving the car at the time. You can't do both. Oh, not again. Not again. Into the shed so, again. Yeah, look. Brave man. And, and oh. It's points. Points. For all and, your viewers, he was on the verge of making it to freedom, but the shed curse hit him again, and he clipped the post on the way out and spun out. It looks so, a bit like the, the smoothness has gone. You're in there, hmm. and there's a little bit of panic going on, and you're sort of like veering back and forth threatening you. Like, you're, you're worrying about being... Uh, you know, accosted while you've got your goggles on or something. Like there's someone who might prank you. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I I basically I couldn't put my finger on it and I was starting to sort of like doubt my ability to fly. Because like hmm. a lot of the time I'll fly with people and go, you know, or people will watch a heaven forbid watch a video of mine and go, oh he can actually fly. So here, here, here is my excuse, and 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 maybe the possibility, and I, I literally. 
it's full of wool. It's all full of wool. No. Can you see? Oh, you see, your your s- isn't actually what. What the hell is going on there? So, have you mixed the, your your and your throttle somehow? What's going on there? No, this is this is a funny enough a um, a problem that I've run into before, and it's a weird thing. I wasn't getting the full your value, and it was intermittently happening, hmm. and that's happened to me before. And basically, the only thing I can say what it is, because obviously I've got Hall Effect uh, sensor gimbals, and to cut a long story short, all I can say is it looked like I had spilt barbecue sauce into my trim switch. So I had to put <laughs> that through the, on, <laughs> the ultrasonic cleaner, and then I had to... I like to, how you could th- be so specific. Like, it wasn't ketchup, it wasn't Marmite, it wasn't jam. It was clearly barbecue sauce. Yeah. Barbecue you, sauce. This is what it looks as, like. As you can see, like I've got the ultrasonic cleaner, so I was cleaning the trim switch. But also, when I then Enhance. took... Enhance. Look, I took my gimbal completely apart to find mm. out that, you know, I've got a... Because you, know, you had to incredibly... do a condiment analysis. Yeah. And it seems that I have got what I can only describe as black goo in my transmitter like gimbal right but but that's not the sensor right the the whole sensor that's is the, the magnet board yeah. that, that yeah. sits up right yeah but you can't like pour something on a magnet and make it behave differently can you i i don't know but whatever it was, mercury. That was my, yeah but that that's what that was happening and i just kind of because it was into me intermittent i was just mm. i thought i was absolutely losing my mind and then you know, I kept crashing in stupid ways, and then the you know, ended up... okay. Did you get some crap on the little PCB that goes on top of it? Where the actual absolutely fine. I replaced the glue. The only hmm. the only thing was this that sort of like black smoo on the magnet, which I don't see how that would affect it. And there was some crap in my um, you know, I don't even eat barbecue sauce, but whatever went in in my transmitter that that was that was the issue and it would only come up now and again but yeah now did uh, Did you try tasting it to establish what sort of sauce it was Hmm. i didn't really yeah i didn't really sort of like get to that stage but Hmm. uh whatever it was it was uh brown and uh gunky and just yeah i think just in general you don't want corrosive liquids inside radios just as a, a rule of thumb yeah now, i wouldn't normally ask this but given it was you jack is there any possibility it was just poo that had got in there somehow that is the only next thing that i could have thought of but the the thing mm. is that led me all i had to do was like compare the sniff of my quad now mm. to the sniff of the gimbal and it wasn't mm-hmm. it didn't have that sheep shit that is sort you know, usually, although I am known to excrete everywhere, may- maybe, maybe I defecate. There's one time you you were in the bushes reaching for a leaf and you, you got your Tyrannus. I mean, that is a soundbite there, Tone. That's one for you. I may have defecated into my transmitter. <laughs> What's yeah, brown and sticky? Jack's transmitter. stick? <laughs> the the lick test. <laughs> so, all right. So, the the uh, fix for this, 
you know, the the nuclear option instead of tearing it all down and, and polishing it up is just to get a new gimbal. Are you able to just get a new gimbal? No, I, I, took it, I took it apart. I took it all apart. I cleaned it. I've put it back together. It's done. It's, it's over now. Okay. Okay. Well done. Okay. I, I have I a think. serious question that has, has come up because of this. And this, this goes to you guys and everyone in the chat, because I'm interested to know. Now, Thanks. what you did there when you crashed um, in the shed is you went into turtle mode to try and get out of trouble. Mm-hmm. I want to know from you guys if turtle mode is something you generally use, because although it's super useful, I find like around the house when doing whoops and stuff, yeah. outside, I, I've got my quad back only to find that, ah, where's my GoPro or where's my antenna or where's something because it's come off. Yeah. And if, if it's down and you just go find it, then you know it's pretty obvious that the bits that fell off are going to be quite around there. So exactly I'm very, very same, nervous. Harry. I'm often worried about have I have I lost a prop? Have I bent a prop out of shape? Have I got a loose arm? Am I going to end up coming back with really hot motors and thrashing them, not realizing? So rather than just trying to use turtle mode and limp back, I, I usually just turn on the beeper, make the walk of shame, and I only use it for whoops. Uh, I fly in the woods a lot, so even if I'm flying a five inch or even a seven inch, right? If I come down in a bunch of brambles, that motor is still going to be jammed. Uh, right. And I don't want to burn the motor out. And if, if I'm flying in, a, if I fly in a park and I'm flying like 1104s or something like that, grass is enough that they could just jam up the motor. So, yeah, just, turtle mode for me isn't that useful outside of whoops. I very rarely use turtle mode. I use turtle mode in that case because I did not want to go in there in that shed but mm-hmm. i had to go the irony in there. of making it a hundred times worse is brilliant yeah yeah i had to go in there i made it worse and i had to not only did it make my quad harder to find because it wrapped itself in wool and the whole floor was covered in wool so it just blended in more and how did you clean the quad afterwards and, did you just cover the, the whole thing in iso i've i just burn it i don't i, I just it's in a plastic bag hanging outside. I'll be honest with you. I took it apart and I removed everything metal electronics and then I sprayed it with um, multi-purpose flash cleaner and scrubbed it. Um, I I done that so hard that um, the 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 dink on the thing. I actually broke my top plate. That this wow. this corner has it. been glued glued back on um no yeah it's uh no from like probably hitting the wall but yeah uh it and 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 the other thing is is that because i don't have a dedicated beeper and i'm using the motors because there's no room in that that Mm. frame anymore it muffles the motors because they're rubbed up with wool so if it wasn't for the like little blinky flashy led lights lighting up the wall and the wall kind of you know using the sort of fiber optic qualities of the wool i would have never found it in that dark awful smelling hell can we go back to your esc voltage issues as well well that's 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 fet tech that that is is that because you're getting voltage from the esc sensor and it's just crap because normally the fc has the the brilliancy of kiss 
which you, no, a you have to buy an OSD for, and b it doesn't fair even fly like that. All right, Fetech, Chris, whatever, and it doesn't even tell you that. So when do you know how to land? Do you just have to yeah. like, oh, it's it's run out of power now? I'll crash I it. Not all your lightbulbs every time. I just kind of. I eat. and also if you're not. Like you fix everything and seem to have this kind of must fix mentality about electronics. Have you not like surely I can't believe all KISS users fly like that. Surely that's just impossible. That, that would that would get on my wick if I had a funny a funny display of doing gabbing. All right, okay, all right, all right. So I basically you know the whole must fix, that's what yes, you're right, Stephen. I have the must fix. And the thing that's been the the thing that I've been battling with is I've 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 been doing some low some board repair on um my this this is my uh Kiss Ultra. Um mm-hmm. you know, by uh Federal. Something that's not and, like the others there. Yeah, and I've 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 had a jumper wire and I've only just fixed it. So um the reason I haven't really sort of done anything with the Fet Tech thing is because I don't know about the updates. I haven't looked at the updates. I mean, I haven't... In regards to knowing when my battery's done, I haven't been able to, like, kind of stay in the air long enough. And, you know, because now and again, all of a sudden, my yaw doesn't work. And I just couldn't figure out, like, what it was. And I was so relieved. Like an epic, like no nut november i've just made it to the end i was like i'm not insane there was actually something wrong and i just couldn't figure it out and uh with the help from alexander i've now fixed my kiss ultra so i've fixed this uh which is a um something or other and uh yeah ultra the f7 one or the g4 um, it's, it's not the G4. That's um, I don't know what chip it is. Hang on, it is. We've done a whole thing about. There's it. an MPU six thousand I can see on there, but yeah, STM thirty two H seven four three the H seven fancy one. Well, I can yeah. see why you'd want to fix it then. Yeah, and it's old. a ball ball grid array, and basically the Fat Tech thing. I like. Every time I plug it in, everyone's like, what the hell's that? Because it sounds like some sort of Dalek having weird dumpster sex. And um, like it just reads off really sort of messed up crazy numbers for the, the voltage. It did work for a while. And then I kind of done a few punch outs and then it, Sort of like red nine thousand here and there, and there's never. Mr. Federov, if, if you are listening, please please make some this ESCs. poor child, this this poor poor child, and and help no, him I've, through this troubling phase. I've I've, I've done it to myself because I'm using Fettech. You know, it's you Have know you um, a beta flight board at all. Felix, yeah. I don't know. What I've got thirty beta flight on. boards, and I've had something on like this off. on one. One of those, and I fixed it by just reading the voltage off the ESC telemetry instead, which worked fine. 
This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Can you give us some beta flight news? Because you were mentioning oh, about yeah. the no worries. So, new yeah. stuff coming out. This time, shock horror, shock horror, after the massive protracted soap opera that was the Beta Flight 4.3 release, which looked like some kind of mm, Odysseus-length voyage of, of testing and retesting an infinite number of release candidates. Um, Culture reference were, like it. Yeah, emphatic, emphatic that they wanted to... St- set a cadence and stick to it and the result of this is that ready or not come the start of november there will be a feature freeze and if a uh, a feature hasn't appeared by then it ain't going to get tested and they ain't going to let it in bug fixes will be allowed in but the features will be frozen and the aim is to try and drop beta flight maybe late this year if not exceedingly early next year uh, and we've got some pretty wacky little features that that are coming in. There's going to be some massive GPS return home improvements. It's going to be sampling the GPS at a faster rate. The algorithm's completely rewritten. The arming and disarming algorithm's completely rewritten. There's more intelligence to sense whether it's hitting the ground or not once it's returned home, so it won't turn into a bouncing flying death blender as it had done previously. It won't return to you like a guided missile because you can tune the PIDs for a GPS return home. And if you have a barometer, it will now descend sedately because it was discovered that attempting to use GPS to measure altitude is uh, is, is urinating into the wind. Uh, it wasn't helping anyone, so the addition of a barometer makes for a much more sedate and calm descent rather than a glitchy stop-start. Terrifying yeah. descent. I mean, to be fair, barometers can certainly go out, so you often find yourself flying along at like minus something, but the difference as you go up and down it can sense that quite nicely, can't it? So that but there's much more averaging and smoothing going into the whole algorithm in general. I find that the most exciting feature. I wasn't excited by Beta Flight Four Free, but the fact they've um, they've actually because I think some of us were saying for a long time it's like, well, you can sort of derive direction and stuff from a GPS without a compass. You just have to, you know, work it out by by taking note of where you were and where you are now and. Therefore, you can work out the direction you're going. So I'm really glad someone grabbed hold of that because, yeah, you can't do it. It it can't ever be as smooth as like, I know exactly where I'm facing at all times and I can stop and rotate and stuff. But you can potentially come along. And I think, did you mention it had a couple of modes like come back and hover or come back and land? Right. So this is going to be coming in, I think, in future releases. I'm not sure whether they've got that, but there's going to be some additional fail-safe behaviors right now your fail-safe behaviors are you know you've got the standard wait for an amount of time in stage one and then enter stage two and stage two is typically cut the motors or descend most people just cut the motors because you never know quite what's happening once you've lost signal Um, and that's where gps return to home comes in when you enter stage two it's going to then plot a course home the option that was being discussed is instead of return to home well maybe you're flying somewhere where plotting a you know crow's uh, course as the crow flies course straight home is dangerous for instance you could have flown 
into a tunnel. You could have flown behind a building. You could have flown anywhere. You, for instance, it will try and return home at a set height, or it will choose the maximum height that you've reached in your flight. But if you've flown around the side of a building and now that you lost signal, it could run straight into the building when it tries to return home. And in those situations, people have suggested, especially if you're carrying a very expensive camera, if you're doing some filming with this quad, that a much better approach is to position hold. So instead of fail-safing and dropping, instead of trying to descend, instead of trying to return home, you simply use the GPS to lock you in place, lock you at height, and wait in the hopes that you quickly come running around the side of the building, waving your radio in the air like you're reaching for heaven, and you lock into the quad, and all of a sudden you can get control back. Uh, And your expensive camera is no longer going to end up uh, spread across a brick wall or, or, or smashed on the ground. Um, so that that's something that people have, have talked about. I'm not sure whether it's arriving in this release or whether it's coming in the next one. I need to double check on that. There's some other interesting bits of bobs though, which people really should test so they can make it into the release. And this is this is the point of feature freeze. You draw a line in the sand and you say, if this hasn't been um, tested and isn't ready, it, it, it can't come in. We've got some some other bits and pieces that need review which are things like uh, GPS lap timers. There's a feature coming in where you can nominate a position on the map with GPS, and you can use that to say, that's where my start gate is. So if you don't have an expensive lap RF, or if you just fancy, I'm in the park, and there's something that looks like a bit of a course, and you just want to have a bit of a lark around you to bring anything else with you, you could nominate a position as as a start-stop gate on your imaginary course that you've just drawn up. And you can just fly around it. And every time you pass through this location, it's going to cap count and give you a split lap time. And it's going to show you the lap time. Uh, so you can kind of work on, on your flying and you can work at making the turns more efficient and smoother and, and work on the lap times. That needs some people to test it. And I believe there's another one. Some racers want to be able to see their heart rate in the OSD. And so they've got a, an OpenTX uh, patch which enables them to have a heart rate sensor of all things fed in through a channel and then the channel can then be taken out it can be scaled and named and appears in the osd so you, you can use this for anything anything that appears as a channel so you could have a servo and give it a name and a scale and set it from zero to 180 degrees for example and then just show that in the osd lots of odd bits and pieces but mainly flight improvements with 4.3, there was a ton of filtering improvements. Uh, and with 4.4, there's going to be uh, also some more mixer improvements. There were a couple of edge cases where it turned out if you were running things flat out, then if you mixed in roll and yaw, you could get some discontinuities and the, the motor mixer would jump over some values and it wasn't smooth and they've, they fixed that. Um, there's also an entirely new build system which is coming up. So um, we're going to be seeing something called cloud builds, which is is an interesting one. So they have an API, and they instead of fixing the features that you can fit on an F four eleven, or fixing the features you can get on an F seven, or even fixing exactly the features you can get on some generic happy model board, you can choose the features you want, and you know 
there'll be an easy mode where you get to say, I want this radio protocol and not that radio protocol, and maybe an advanced mode where you can pass in the names of more obscure features. So if you really want to try an advanced GPS feature in future that might not fit on some of the smaller boards, if you want to cram something extra in there and take something else out, there's going to be some smarts that allow you to play Tetris with all of the features that Betaflight has on offer. So if you don't have like an F405 or an H7 board that are gifted with a, a large amount of flash, if you've got one of the smaller boards, you can sort of try and tessellate all these features in and, and get something that's, you know, a bit of an odd build. And it will go and build that for you. If for the really popular defaults that everyone's using, the results get cached. So the first time it's built, it gets cached. So if you choose just a default, you get instant ROM. But if you choose something a little bit quirky, it's going to go away in you know 90 seconds, 120 seconds, however long it takes feeds you back the result, and you can download it and flash it. I could get my old AKK fix back. Make me lab. Uh, yes. Oh, they still I have really the AKK versions. Yeah, I, I, I actually have a feature branch for that, for that AKK RDQ VTX thing, where they put like an extra trailing byte on the smart audio data, and they misinterpreted the smart audio spec somehow. There was a whole drama about it years ago. But yeah, uh, that might be something that you can switch on for a firmware. Exactly, you could have your AKK VTX <laughs> hack for a firmware. We're today yeah. in um, one of my uh, Rush FPV boards, which somebody else mentioned in a, a YouTube comment, which which made me think, oh, it's not just me. Where I think it it, it might I, I've asked them about this, and it it might be that they've got a mix of versions on the boards, but the boards come up and. They tell you it's Smart Audio 2.1, which requires the DBM values for each of the VTX table values. And I did this on the 4.3 build, and it was stuck in pit mode, and it wouldn't change channel. And it was telling me it was Smart Audio 2.1. But when I changed it to the individual um, power power ratings, like 0, 1, 2, 3, then it worked, and it, it it went back to saying, oh, I'm Smart Audio 2. And it's like, it's ah, a rush. what What have you done here? Something's Is it a rush happened. board? Yeah. I had exactly the same thing on a rush tiny tank. And, mm. and they ship with the, the mode set to RCE or race instead of free. And you have to go into the advanced VTX status while it's in pit mode. So you have to hold your oh, screen right next to it and then change it to free. Mm. You were unable to do that because that was grayed out while this was happening. Because I, I, okay. I found that that thing as well. Rush but that really was that was really it, weird. Though. And I thought I, I I forgot to follow up, but then someone mentioned they were having trouble today, saying it was stuck yeah. in pit mode and wouldn't change channel. I was like, oh ding, that's just rung a bell. Let me mm. check that. And I, I've I've come up with the theory that perhaps they've got a mix of different firmware on their boards relating to different things, but the documentation is only for one of them or something like that. But I'll see if they reply to me. I was really impressed by the clarity and the apparent build quality of those Rush VTXs. I got a couple of them. They just mm. kept defaulting back to that race mode instead of free mode and locking me in pit mode when I powered up. And I'm just sick of them now. I don't really want anything to do with them because I, I, I used to always have to hold... You, you've got to hold the thing like right next to your head when it's on pit mode because the signal's so poor. And then you've got to like, you know, flip through 
the, the, the on-screen display menus to, to get it out of pit mode. And it just seems unnecessary. I, I can't tell why they've made that choice in the firmware. It, it was all good before about Betaflight 4.2, I think. And then something something's not going right with them because I, I've always sort of recommended them as being sort of very, very clean. They are clean, uh, sort yeah. of no noise, which I really like, but I can do without the hassle of having to fart around trying to figure out what's going on with them and things. That's a bit of a pain. Yeah. I'm going more for the open VTX stuff. Um, oh, that's something else that's coming in as well while we're talking of beta flight features. So there's, instead of having to program your VTX table, there's mm-hmm. a new feature coming in, which is VTX over MSP. And that's coming in with OpenVTX, where the, one of the guys who started ExpressLRS, actually, he went, Jai, he went and created a, an OpenVTX project. And the OpenVTX device is programmable over smart audio. So you could just flash new firmware to it. They've got a web-based app that does this. And, and the latest feature they're introducing is the ability to run a half-duplex serial link and communicate over MSP with the VTX. So instead of programming the VTX table, you go, hey, VTX, what can you do? And it comes back and sends you the VTX table and just configures it mm. and beta flight. So much that would be approach. much more sensible, wouldn't it? Saying what are what are your capabilities will will have. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing I was going to ask you, Stephen. Will they have the um, configurator over Wi-Fi via? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I've been release. using it and I completely forgot. Yeah, if you're on ExpressLRS 3, then there's been a Wi-Fi overhaul. And if you've seen one of the transmitters, I, I set one up in a in a car. Got myself a WL Toys car because it was orange and I like orange. Oh. And that lasted about two days, predictably, before I thought, well, I don't know, put ExpressLRS in this. Uh, um, yeah, I put uh, a Matek receiver in there which has VBAT telemetry so I can get VBAT back on my radio now for the car which is nice uh, and the web interface has been massively expanded with ExpressLRS 3 so you can choose what channel goes to what servo output pin and set the rates um, and, and with Ex- ExpressLRS 3 as well when you, you flick the receiver into Wi-Fi mode which is used for updating it, it also forwards the beta flight um, MSP connection so if you then open the latest nightly build of Configurator, which is going to debut in 4.4, if you have that on an, an Android phone or on a tablet uh, or, or on a, a laptop even, that works on... I've tested it on Linux. I'm pretty sure it works on Windows and Mac as well. It's going to auto-detect that there's an ExpressLRS Wi-Fi device. It uses Bonjour or um, multicast DNS, MDNS, to, to see that there's another device on the network and it's got the capabilities to to offer this uh, beta flight forwarding and, and offers you to connect to it in the ports drop down. So much like when you plug in a serial port, it automatically chooses the port. If it sees a Wi-Fi device, it automatically chooses the Wi-Fi device. You can connect to it. You can do everything you normally would, but you can't upgrade the firmware. Uh, you can't use the CLI stuff. And because the presets also use CLI, it means presets can't be done. But you can do your PIDs, you can do your your um, kind of transmitter setup, modes, OSD configuration, everything like that. That's dead handy. I think that'd be useful. Because mm. if there's something that um, sometimes messes up in the field for me, it's, ah, uh, I forgot to put this OSD thing on. And if you try and do it through the menus, it's a massive pain and it just appears mm-hmm. in a place. You can't randomly. move it and you've got to deal with yeah. it right in the middle of the screen for the rest of the session. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah. Look forward to that. And uh, I, I was asking about whether it's going to come to the Android App Store. Some people were making noises about that. I should chase them up. Someone somewhere has keys to the Android App Store for Betaflight. And much as it was published as a Chrome app, someone somewhere is able to get it onto the Google Play Store. So I was going to. I was trying to push people to do that because it's just much easier. If you've got an Android device and you download some APK, the first assumption is, hey, the user's an idiot. This is a malicious program. Let's stop them from installing it. And if you're not sure whether you've downloaded it from the right place or not, then the, the burden of security becomes a user thing. We don't really want that, want the, uh, the phone to be able to verify it's secure. So it should really go on the App Store. Try and get that done as well. That aside, also if it's on the App Store, you don't have to think about. I wonder if there's an update for this. Yeah, because you just could have things like a beta program, so you could automatically get nightly bills if you want to move from four point four to whatever the four point five nightly is, for example. I'm still, I'm really interested with this uh, online builds. By the way, whether it's possible to do an F three build, I'm, I have, I haven't pushed it because I know it's stupid and we should just give up on F three. But I am, I'm wondering what that's like suggesting possible. to express lrs that they support s bus sport f3 that's yesterday's technology don't be stupid i want to use 72 megahertz of raw power <laughs> well i've still got i've still got like a bunch of old quads and old little early uh, micro quads and that, that that got f3 boards which have never been upgraded oh, yeah. like on like 317 and stuff Talk, talking of publishing on app stores then is that is that ever going to be on the ios store and can you even connect? You should be able well, to connect to. You should know Wi-Fi this is developer. You can't. You can connect to Wi-Fi. That might be a way around it. But you, yeah. you can't connect to USB. And like ninety percent of people are using USB. So you can't connect to USB, but you could connect to Wi-Fi. And I think Apple are also like way. very prescriptive about what you write your apps in, aren't they? Yes. At at the moment. Um, Everything gets written in. Oh Christ am I, I've forgotten what it's called now. It they used to be Objective C, and now it's oh, no. They wouldn't let Node run on it. It's um, yeah. So I forgot what it is. It'd be a complete rewrite, basically, into whatever Apple's flavor de jour is. Yeah, and I mean, I you can run a web app on there, but it, it won't let you run run a Node. JS thing, I don't think. Don't yeah. know. It's tricky. I, I think the future is like PWAs, basically, which were kind of missold by Microsoft for years. Progressive web apps, but Microsoft, as with everything, it was like you know, embrace, extend, extinguish, um, and, and they pretty much killed their own idea by suggesting that they knew how to do things better than everyone else, and then patently doing a worse job of it than anyone else. So um, they fell out of favor for a while, but it looks like there's a bit of re- resurgence now. Because you look at HTX and the HTX Buddy is just so much easier to use than Companion for flashing stuff. It's, it's an absolute doddle. Is that, Swift if anyone hasn't seen is the it, word I was missing, by the way. Thank ah, you. Swift. Just came yeah, at the yeah. Same time. yeah. So have you guys looked at the latest HTX release as well? Nope. No, no. I'm, I'm still on OpenTX. I am a complete scumbag. I'm, I've never updated HTX. I've had radios that have come with it. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Oh, hang on. It looks exactly the same. I can't tell the difference. Um, but I've never updated it. So, so I've, never, to... I've never had to fight with any 
comfy grate or anything. If you run some Chrome-based browser, you know, like Chrome or Edge or whatever, go to buddy.edgetx.org, and that's an updater. Um, so you can just plug your radio in in DFU mode. So typically most radios, unless they're the Beta FP V Lite radio, which is effing stupid, most of them just appear as a DFU device when you plug them in. With that one, you have to hold a tiny reset button for reasons known only to Beta FPV. But yeah, you can just go go flash stuff from a website now without having to download something so you can download something else. Nice. Which is kind of what Companion was doing. Yeah, it's pretty cute. And the color radios do look really nice. They've got kind of proper spaced out UI so you can actually hit the targets with your finger because it was like Homer with the uh, Homer with his fat fingers trying to dial the phone like your fingers are too fat, please order a special dialing rod. <laughs> Please match the keys targets. if you're too fat yeah. to, to <laughs> yeah. get one. But yeah, now that now they're all big and the scrolling's smoother and stuff like that, so it's pretty nice if you've got touchscreen radio. Which, I think um, I think my ESC is updated to the latest thing. Mm. I don't know. Well, I should also say it's pretty nice for wing pilots as well. Because I, I've got like one model on all of my radios, which is like the CRSF output. And it's just that's it, the same mappings for every single quad. But if you've got like helis and wings and gliders and God knows what, you would have apparently different things. You might even use some of the little slidey bits that they put on the radio so you can fidget with when you're flying. I don't know what they're for. But yeah, if you've got all these different models, previously you'd have hundreds of entries where now you can put them into groups and organize them into nice hierarchical menus. So you've got like folders of planes and folders of helis and all that stuff. Keep it easier. Well, you would have had hundreds, but OpenTX limited you to 60, and by which time you're out of memory anyway. So then you have to yeah. start deleting stuff. Well, yeah, you're also now not out of memory because your models get shifted onto the SD card now, I think, by default. Oh, that's quite handy. Yeah. So you don't the sliders, by the way, pan and tilt, always useful. Huh? I, I'd Quite probably useful. crash if I did that. The oh. difference with planes is you tend to be a bit higher up, so you're not yeah. doing like six feet. I, like, What's behind me? Crash. I, I was looking at planes, committing a cardinal sin. How are you doing with your little build? Is that still ongoing? Uh, I've got all the bits, and I'm basically to the point of, of chewing my fingernails a lot now. I'm, my FC order got cancelled by AliExpress, which I'm really pissed about, and it's making me reconsider. I actually had an AliExpress order turn up for the first time with no problems. These are RPSMA solder connectors for my maple leaf antennas, so I can go yeah, back okay. out and do more open HD stuff, finally. I'm, I'm waiting a on time. a... Uh, engineer crimp tool to make SH and but you're uh, going to say to crimp an engineer yeah really SH. Pliers. yeah because yeah none of my cables have got the right enough pins or in the right order or anything oh. yeah that was the worst part mm-hmm. about the gimbal conversion on the T-Light I slapped in some of those Zorro gimbals and trying to find someone who would flog me some JST 1.25. Apparently, they're called Pico Blade, and no one sells them. I couldn't even. I could get an entire crimp kit for like thirty dollars, but I needed two cables, and I couldn't find them anywhere except with the horrible like um, 
PVC wires, which you just don't want if you're going to be soldering because it's just going to turn into a horrible sticky mess, uh, especially as yeah. I had to strip off insulation in the middle of the wire and then pass it through to something else. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a fun little build. That's right, Audio Geek. Yeah, so the I bought a set of crimpers that were like the automatic ones, and trying to do the SH ones, it does not work on that thing. It is complete garbage. I just buy the pre-made uh, ones. Uh, yeah. Reaping. Can I just mention I that I, I find the whole idea of so many connectors, like there's one billion connectors under the umbrella of JST, oh, and God. that is ridiculous because people... And it's not even an official often, category. It just means Japanese. Yeah, they often email me and say, what's this connector called? I said, it's a JST. Beyond that, there's loads of other little things that go with it, All which that nobody tells you knows. About connector you is, it was probably featured in a radio that was made in Japan in the 1970s and thereafter became a semi-official member of this JST group, which are no longer Japanese and no longer made by any single company. It's just a mess. I know. It's awful. At least Molex, there's some vague standards. Yeah. Things things Um, need names, proper names, so you can just buy replacements. Audio Geek, there there is a company that... um, Yeah, like Hobby RC sell um, silicone already made ones, but it's only terminated on one end, so you're screwed for the other end. And they're all multicolor. Well, if and he's doing GPS, he's unlikely to have a terminal on the FC, isn't he? It'd be just a, a plug on I, the I GPS. Don't, look, I, I don't know. What but, I end um, up with is loads of joins. You never cut the cable because that's got the connector on, and then you just join it to different audio stuff. Get, what you do can what do is does. just just shell out and buy the Matek ones and not the knockoff Baton GPS because the Matek ones actually ship with silicon wires, and they're pretty good about it. Whereas the yeah. off-brand Baton ones, well, they may be sim- similar in other aspects, ship with trash cables. Do you know what the worst part is? There's a there's a guy or, or someone, guy or girl, or maybe not, maybe not even binary, um, that sells those connectors on eBay. And I messaged them, and I was like, "You sound in Brighton. Can I come pick them up?" And they were like, "No." So I've got to place the order and then wait for all the postal strikes and then they show up a week later and I'm just like, I literally just, if, can yeah, I just buy from them? from the perspective of the seller, would you want to meet you, some great I, Hulk saying, where's my connector? Well, I, oh, come off it. It's going to be anyone who knows what a GST 0.1 connector is. I doubt it's, it's clearly a psychopath and shouldn't be yeah, trusted. Exactly. Yeah, like, fuck just find a rock, give me a geocache of stuff it in there and leave it in there, and I'll dig it out of whatever <laughs> hole it's shoved in for all I care. There's a whole new business. Oh, was there. Audio Get the buy- listener who wanted an entirely solderless build? I think this is coming back into focus now through the mists of time. Yeah. It can yeah. be possible with the right components. It can be yeah. possible, but you need to solder the wires instead of the FC. Ah! <laughs> Spend all your time do- joining tiny wires together because you've got two sets of cables terminated on one end and you, you can't find any that are terminated on two ends. To keep finding the cables. Yeah, do you ever? You'll end up doing the order dance on AliExpress and waiting a month for everything, and then like six months later, you might have a quad. Yeah, it's just like people. 
did you ever find yourself where people go, oh, I don't know what this is, and they ask you, and then you know off the top of your head, and you just go, I wish I didn't know that, because I will never feel the warmth of another human being ever again. <laughs> these these days it's more like yeah I, I do know what that is but now I can't remember the name because earlier onset dementia is set in once again and uh, I've forgotten uh, yeah there you go four, four hours wow, from yeah. now we'll We're randomly call you and, and shout it's I've already forgotten the name of that programming language Swift I shout it's Swift down the phone and then put the phone down Molex Pico Blade Slam um, <laughs> Gam Ferry called me and asked me can you help him with some C programming, but that was a week ago, and I, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm not even going to ask you. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know, but feel free to call Gav if you if you do want to help him. Well, the, I believe the standard advice that is given to any aspiring C programmer is one, f- off, and two, read Kernigan and Ritchie. And if you go through all the forums, you'll see many helpful individuals who one tell you to f- off and to tell you to read Koenig and Ritchie. So that's probably what you want to do to just save some time in the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to this? <laughs> Actually, no, I've got, I, I found this, I was going to send this to you and it's a, a lovely picture of, it's like a C programming joke, but it explains pointers in such beautiful detail. So I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you. And it was structs other... that got me. I couldn't remember how structs work. God, I can't even find the share screen thing now. My share screen is it present now? Is it as the yeah, share screen thing gone away? Yeah, they've changed it. They've changed it. Uh, it's exactly the same place with the same icon, Curry. Come on, you can that's do it. Pretty annoying. You can do it. There you go. There's my there's my C pointed joke, which is if you know C, it's a beautiful, beautiful reference. What is a pointer? So, what is a, a pointer third lady to a pointer? that's called int star star star, pointing to the the other. Does int is int, int short star. for integer? Yes. Well done, Jack. Jack gets a gold star. Yeah. And so then an int star is a, a pointer. An int star is a reference. So it, it it's a reference to a memory where an integer lives, and then an int star star is a pointer to a pointer. Well, I don't think there's a pointer to a pointer to a pointer because you just become silly at that point. Because someone would just come out of of a cupboard with a knife and butcher you, and say, "Stop yeah. doing that!" Oh, but sorry, I like that. that that's, Never mind. It's not often you get to make a a, a lovely, do, a, a do lovely you know, image representing C. Do you know what anime that's from? No An anime about C coding. No, no, it's not. It's just um, an anime. I'm just reusing it's the image. a spy in an anime. I wasn't I serious. I Part of me seriously was hoping that there was an anime somewhere about C coding, given the, that the breath and depth. There's anime the about most things. I don't see you why they wouldn't have one about programming. coding. Yeah. Death Note with the, I'm mm. going to eat a potato chip. Yeah. Did Ken is welcome uh, to, to give me a shout, but I enjoyed that. I thought it was okay because he already did all that thing for his Arduino mm. stuff. Mm. I know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I converted my TX16S to uh, have a replaceable antenna, and and I got furious in the process. It, it seemed, on the face of it, trivial. Order a replacement antenna kit, which costs six quid. Open up the radio, unplug the UFL, un- unclip the antenna, oh, shove yeah. an SMA, and done. Did you 
document this any photos or anything or uh, I, no i kind of i got too mad i got too mad but but it ended up with if anyone has a company's probably got a tx16 uh, somewhere but the, uh, the the standard antenna sticks out the case by quite a margin and the replacement antenna instead of sort of going flush with the case it builds on the joint where the plug-in antenna went and it just sort of shoves an adapter and an SMA socket. That's a special extra long SMA socket. It's an 18 mil SMA, which is like six mil longer than a standard SMA. And it was effing RPSMA, which I hate. I'm on this quest to remove RPSMA from all of my equipment. So I was damned if I was going to go and put the replacement replaceable antenna mount in with an RPSMA and then have to buy all new antennas. So so I, I took like the nuclear option and I got the Dremel out and started cutting bits of my radio up. After a couple of abortive attempts at 3D printing, which I thought were going to work out beautifully, but as with every, everything 3D printed, if you put it on a quad, it's fine. If you try and put it next to a piece of perfectly molded plastic, it looks like a toddler's been out and about. Uh, so yeah, that that attempt lasted not very long at all, and then I got their mount with the giant eighteen mil adapter. Took that eighteen mil adapter out and just kind of sanded it down, dremeled the top off in an ugly way, and then repeatedly sanded it with wet and dry until I got down to like fifteen hundred grit wet and dry, and it was like only one mil proud of the top of the radio. And then I could use the normal SMA thing, and I felt very happy and pleased with myself. I've. I I don't want this to be publicly known, but I do have a supply of um, SMA stuff to convert RPSMA and whatnot. So, well, so does next eBay. time, it's not great great secret. Talk to me. Yeah, I know, but I can crimp. I got all the crimp tools and everything. I did notice this because um, I haven't got a TX sixteen, but I got the Zorro, and I noticed the Zorro antenna replacement kit was available. And so I asked Radio Master if uh, I could review one, and they sent me the TX12 Model 2 and forgot to put the replacement kit in. But I did notice with the TX12, which has a re- unscrewable antenna, which you can replace, that it is also RPSMA. And all my antennas I wanted to test with are SMA, so I had to use an adapter, which is, you know, kills a bit of signal, but better than nothing. But yes, I don't, oh, I don't uh, know why RPSMA still exists in these places. It's not just me being stupid, but someone at Radio, Radio Master did a massive up. Is um, I have the Radio Master case for my radio, not the big foam one, but the one they ship, so you can actually take it places without shedding bits of packing foam. And and after installing their kit for their radio, the radio is now two centimeters too tall to fit in their case. The case which it does fit in perfectly is produced by their competitor, Jumper. Uh, so oh. I, I now have a jumper case for the radio where it fits perfectly without hitting the top. Um, and it's a much nicer case. So mm. screw them. Uh, fu- funny story, Curry. You know, you were talking about your little needle incident. Earlier on today, I had some um, needles to dispose of. So I went to my local pharmacy. I said, I've got some needles. And uh, they were like, we don't have a needle exchange program. And they refused me. And I was like, I just want to get rid of them. So they sent me to the other chemist who they don't know me. And obviously I, ha- I have a few few of these that I <laughs> use for soldering that I finish with. And I go in there 
And then they see that and they're like, we've only got the two mil needles. Is that all right? Thinking I'm like a full 10 cc heroin junkie that's fat. <laughs> that's a, so he's a tall like guy. To... <laughs> tall guy probably needs a lot of junk. I love <laughs> the I'll just keep refilling it or can I have five of them at once? Can't, can't yeah, get enough I, scag in the regular needle. I, I, yeah, I know. So, yeah, like apparently I my hair is crazy enough um, that I look like a crackhead now. So, I, 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 surely I'm way too fat to be a smackhead, but you know, yeah, you'd, you'd clearly be doing something wrong. Yeah, so surprised they didn't take you aside and say, Excuse me, I, we think you may be using these wrong. I don't like me, you're a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, that well, on that note, um, uh, uh, if you if you have enjoyed us and you want to support the show, we have got a Patreon and we really appreciate it because it helps cut the effing and jeffing out and cleans everything up for our audio listeners. Um, sure. You've been joined by everyone's favourite curry kitchen. Goodbye. I can't get my arms up. I had the needle incident involved both arms and they're now very sore. Wow. But bye-bye. Okay. Everyone's favourite moustache, Stephen. Cheers. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. And I'm bright until I fly. And I'm a crackhead, apparently. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.